0: We're here to recruit bilingual volunteers, just really addressing the issues and concerns that a lot of individuals may have about the vaccine and just kind of trying to uplift them and encourage everyone in Pierce County to get vaccinated. From UW
1: Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm Eric Wilson-Edge. Today on the pod, the Husky Vaccine Task Force. Some UW Tacoma Healthcare Leadership students formed a group to help get people in Pierce County vaccinated. We'll talk to UW Tacoma students Emily Lopez and Anatoly Bosniarski about the project, including why they got involved, as well as how they're reaching out to folks who are reluctant to get vaccinated. Emily Lopez and Anatoly Wozniarski, welcome to Pod Defiance.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Hello. Um, So let's start with introductions. Emily, maybe you can go first. Um, What what year in school are you and what's your major?
0: So my name is Emily Lopez. I am currently a senior in the healthcare leadership program and my anticipated graduation date is this June of 2021.
2: My name is Anatoly Wisnarski, and I'm also a senior in healthcare leadership, and I'm also anticipating to graduate this June.
1: So, Anatoly, let's start with you. Um, what led you to pursue healthcare leadership? Well, I've always, as a,
2: as a little kid, I've always wanted to be in healthcare in some way, and At first, I wanted to be some doctor or nurse, but that didn't really work out. And once I found about this degree that it's about healthcare and it also combines my passion involving technology and communication, I decided to pursue it and I got accepted into it. And it's been really fun so far.
0: And then for me... Same role as Anatoly. I always knew I wanted to pursue something in the healthcare field. I didn't necessarily want to become a doctor or nurse, but I just knew I had a strong passion for serving my community and helping. So I knew that I needed to look for something in the administrative side. And I knew healthcare leadership had similar roles and tasks. And as Anatoly said, communications, I Really love talking to individuals, communi- like communicating, getting to know each other, and just really focusing on patient advocacy. So when it came to healthcare leadership, I found it to be perfect, and it tied in with everything that I have a passion for, as well as, my, I forgot to mention my minor, is also sociology. So getting to learn about diverse communities and marginalized communities has really helped, um, helped me understand my major even more.
1: Great. Thank you both. Um, So, Emily, we're here to talk about the Husky Vaccine Task Force. So for folks who maybe don't know, what is the task force and where did this idea come from?
0: Yes. So the task force was officially started by Professor Dr. Robbins Evans Agnew, and he's one of our professors for the Healthcare Leadership Program. He started this as a fieldwork project um, for uh, several of us healthcare leadership students we basically didn't have the opportunity to get field work outside of our course, just how a couple of other students did. So we ended up doing this with Dr. Evans Agnew and it ended up being amazing. We ended up having a good time. Um, And it's basically us trying to recruit volunteers, such as nurses, biomedical students, healthcare leadership students, to help participate and volunteer at vaccine pop-up clinics, specifically targeting Pierce County we wanted to support our community and we're focusing on BIPOC and non-English speaking community members since they're often the ones who are pushed aside or have a lot of hesitancy about the vaccine a lot of them don't know what it is if it's free or not how to access it and a lot of them struggling with language barriers and just myths about the vaccine so we're here to recruit bilingual volunteers just really addressing the issues and concerns that a lot of individuals may have about the vaccine and just kind of trying to uplift them and encourage everyone in Pierce County to get vaccinated so that we can just kind of go back to I would say quote unquote the norm. And just that's really our goal. And the idea came from Dr. Robin Evan Agnew and our nurse preceptor, Juana Gallegos, who's also been a great help.
1: So Um, This question is for both of you and Anatoly, maybe you can take it first. So um, you're trying to get folks to come volunteer at these clinics. So are you volunteering? Are both of you volunteering at the clinics as well? And, um, you know, if you have, how's that experience been? I wonder if you could talk about that a little. I
2: actually, I, I personally actually have not been volunteering at the clinics yet, but I, my experience is I help since I'm part of the communications team. I help with online uh, signups. So I help people volunteer for those clinics and bring people, bring more people in. And we've been posting on our Instagram page, which is uh, UW Husky Task Force. And on there, we keep uh, reminding people about new events and new pop-up areas that will be coming up and that have come up in the past
0: yes and then for answering that as well something i wanted to add is physically we haven't been able to at least i haven't been able to attend the clinics yet but we have been helping out virtually and making all of this a success so we've been sending out emails responding to people's questions and concerns about how to sign up where to sign up um, as i totally said we have an instagram where we're keeping up to date we're making sure we respond to everybody's direct messages we're posting. And then we also created a Facebook account, which is also UW Husky task force. If anybody wanted to go check that page out. And then on top of that, we created a Gmail account, which is UW Husky task force. And we, Natalia and I are in charge of just responding to everybody's questions. Mm And um, for me, I'm also creating emails in Spanish to send out to other outside organizations that we're working with just to help the Latino community also get vaccinated in Pierce County.
1: Let's talk about getting vaccinated. Um, you know, I'm sure both of you know, you're, you're doing this work, that there's some hesitancy within, for some folks in getting vaccinated. So I thought it would be a good idea to talk about why you think it's important to get vaccinated. Um, Anatoly, let, let's have you take that one. Um,
2: I think it's important because well, there is some hesitancy behind it, but research has been found that the vaccine is effective t- towards people that take it, and that uh, we try to help our community, especially those, uh, especially the elders and the children who are more susceptible to- towards it compared to, let's say, your average adult. And we are trying to make it more important to help the BIPOC and non-English speakers also to get vaccinated in case they don't know what's happening or they don't understand the importance of it. So we try to help them
1: out as well. Emily, why don't you weigh in on this too?
0: Yeah. So on top of that, um, in particular with the BIPOC and non-English speaking communities, a lot of them aren't aware that there's also if you get Pfizer or Moderna, they're not aware that you need to also get a second vaccine on top of that. So a lot of them um, that have gotten the vaccine, they only get their first dose, and then they think that they're done, that that's okay. So we do um, address that concern, and we do know that we do know that we need to split out more information that. If you do get these specific vaccines, you need to go back in for a second shot in order for it to be effective. So we're really just trying to answer any questions, any, anything that somebody may be struggling with. We're really there to help. And it's important that people get vaccinated so that we protect our community members and just protect each other. That way we just avoid any more risks of being hospitalized um, just so we can get back to our reality of being able to see one another again. And it's really important that this research is since ample research has been done, it's really important that we spread it out and just have people not be afraid of getting the vaccine anymore, not having any concerns about it.
1: I'm sure both of you know, there's a, there's a long history of medical racism in the United States and in other countries around the world. Um, And since you've mentioned a working with BIPOC communities. I wonder if, if that's come up.
0: I've actually done research on vaccine hesitancy within the Latino community specifically. I haven't been able to research others, but from what I have learned is that a lot of the Latinos are refusing to get the vaccine because of just false advertisement, false media that they see online with um, they're afraid of the blood clots or a lot of them are afraid of not getting the vaccine because they think that it's going to cost a lot or they're afraid of the cost. A lot of them aren't aware that it's actually free to get vaccinated. And then for those folks who do get vaccinated, they aren't aware of getting the second dose. And then once they do arrive to the clinic, Since normally there's no Spanish signs from what I've heard, um, a lot of them are just very confused when they arrive and that just makes the experience more uncomfortable to them. And since they're non-English speakers, it just makes the whole process a little more challenging and their experience overall not great. So the research that I've been doing also shows that a lot of them are afraid of like a a little tracking device. Uh, There's a lot of hesitancy that I saw online that I wasn't even aware of myself and that I didn't even think about. So it's really important that we're actually doing this research because all the fears that they have is are all valid. If I would have thought that, I would have also not have wanted to get the vaccine. A lot of them think that um, people are going to ask for their citizenship status and that they think that they're going to ask for a lot of personal information in order for them to get vaccinated. So we're just really making sure that we spread the importance Um, with the flyers that we created in Spanish. We address some of those myths and concerns in the Latino population. And we just really inform them that they're not going to check your status. All you need is your ID and um, just make your appointments and you should be good. There's no cost. It's free. Some of them are even walk-ins. So just really addressing those importances on the vaccine hesitancy for the Latino community and just other communities is also really important to be aware of so we know why people aren't choosing to get vaccinated. And once we once we're able to address why people don't want to get vaccinated, we'll be able to move forward from there.
1: What's next in the short term and then sort of long term? What do you what are you hoping for, Anatoly? For me, um, well,
2: obviously to graduate this upcoming June and late after that to find my uh, starter job that I can kind of get my foot into the door of the whole healthcare administration field. And once I am like, once I get enough experience and I start working, my long term goals are hopefully to come back to school and get my master's. In healthcare administration so that I could even pursue a broader range of future careers that I am willing to, no, that I am wanting to go into, such as, like, my high-end goal is to be somewhere in the IT department in a hospital setting or to be even potentially, like, upwards of even a CNO, which is Chief Nursing Officer.
0: Awesome. So for me, short term is also to graduate uh, this upcoming June. And then just I really want to focus on looking for a job um, and that's for long term, looking for a job in my career, preferably administration, communications, <laughs> patient advocacy, focus related work. Um, and then from there, hopefully with some experience in my job. Later on in the future, once we're able to go back to school in person, I'd hope to pursue as well a master's degree so I can go even further with my career and just have more options. Um, and being able to just my main role is just being able to help out as much as I can within my community.
1: Both of you mentioned being sort of drawn to, to the healthcare profession. And I wonder if you, you know, if you know why that might be, you know, these are, this is a profession that is very much service oriented in helping others. Um, So I just want to talk about that a little bit more, right? Um, Why you want to go into these professions, um, if you kind of know why, right? If you've, you know, if you've had time to think about that and process it, Emily, why don't you go first?
0: So I know I want to go into this field of helping and serving others because I find great joy in doing that. Um, I've had previous jobs, not in the healthcare field, but with just customer service, I've really been helpful, um, providing feedback, giving back help, especially being bilingual, I found that it's really, really made a huge impact on other people's experiences and just knowing that Having other people come into, for example, my store that I used to work in retail, having people come up to me and knowing that I speak Spanish and just making their experience in the store way easier um, is something just that I feel proud of that I was able to help and something small like that. So now when looking at it into the healthcare field, the little things I can do as in, for example, retail, helping customers find the right shoe size or helping customers find the right socks in Spanish. Um, just knowing that I can I'm able to do that in the healthcare field where sometimes I know people lack translators and et cetera, and they just go in um, hoping for the best. But knowing that I'm able to help serve them, perhaps translate and make their experience easier, this really brings great joy to me because I know that I'll be making their I'll be making it all easier for them and just having their overall experience be great. So just really focusing on serving them and serving others. Just makes me very happy. And I know that within my career, I'll, I'll really flourish
2: with that. It's kind of the same story for me. Like, I really enjoy helping people in whatever kind of area. It doesn't even have to be healthcare, just in general. Um, I did, I do have some healthcare volunteering past experience. And I also have worked as a behavior therapist for little kids with autism in the past. So it, it just makes me happy that I'm able to help out, even a little bit, like to help out the kids and to help out the families and to make their lives happier and better in any kind of way.
1: Okay. So maybe my last question. So for folks who are listening to this and they, they want to get involved, what what can they do? Emily?
0: Yes. So if somebody wants to volunteer um, in any way, they don't have to be a nurse. They could also be a biomedical student or healthcare leadership student at the UW. They could simply go on to our social media pages if that's easier for them. We have an Instagram. It's UW Husky Task Force. Facebook is also UW Husky Task Force. They can find the direct links on those pages. On our bios, we have it um, as a catalyst for surveys that they can take in order to pick their time slots and what locations they'd like to volunteer at. If they have any further questions, they can feel free to email us at our UW Husky Task Force at gmail.com email address and we'll get back to them.
1: to our guests and thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.